0: Welcome to the February 8th, 2019 Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive market analysis every day and cover the biggest stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space. The price of Bitcoin actually moved upwards last night for the first time in a while. It actually feels like a rally, even though it only went from like 33.50 to like 34.20, now it's at 34.10. So it actually feels like a rally because we have so few up movements or any sort of movements. Like a, a couple of days ago, uh, Bitcoin declined from thirty-four twenty down to like thirty-three fifty, and that felt like a big crash because Bitcoin's like been quite stable. And the good news about Bitcoin being so stable in recent weeks is that that's really good for its use as a currency because the more stable it is, the more people can just hold on to it and not worry that its price will change if they accept it for like a transaction. They can just hold it and it'll keep its value. So stability is good for its use as a currency, but as far as trading goes and speculation and investment, it's hard to make money if it's just totally stable. Uh, So that's kind of like the duality Bitcoin. Bitcoin's in a duality between... A currency and it's also an investment so the speculators and the day traders want Bitcoin to be volatile and then the people that use it as a currency want it to be stable so there's kind of like a conflict there but today it has moved a bit it feels like a rally because it, it's moved at all it's like a one to two percent ra- uh, price increase not quite a rally if it starts being like five percent then it would be a rally but it is continuing to go up throughout the morning uh, it started Around maybe midnight, it started to increase a little bit, and the real price increase kicked in around 4 a.m. And then after about 4.30 a.m., it was a steady price increase up to now, but right now it's actually at like 3400 about. So it's letting back a little, but maybe today could be quite an update if this trend continues. Well, Bitcoin's actually not the biggest news of the day, although it is definitely notable that Bitcoin's back above the $3,400 resistance level. That was a resistance level for the past couple of days. So now that Bitcoin is back above 3400 it's about where it was from like January 29th through February 5th, before it went down a little bit around like February 5th, February 6th. So it's back to where it was, basically. Bitcoin is not the biggest mover of the day or the biggest market news of the day. Litecoin's really taken the market headlines today. It's up 13% as of right now. It's near $38, and Litecoin has actually surpassed... EOS and took in the number fourth spot. So Litecoin's number four. Like the coin market cap rankings go like this right now. Bitcoin, number one. Ripple, number two. Ethereum, number three. And then Litecoin, number four. It's been a long time since Litecoin has been number four. Litecoin has always been a major cryptocurrency though. It's been around since near the beginning. Bitcoin's SHA-256. That's the algorithm it uses for mining. And Litecoin is the king of script, which is another mining algorithm. And there's a very expansive worldwide mining community behind Litecoin. And also, apparently, I was reading some of the news about Litecoin, like why this might have happened. Well, Litecoin's planning on implementing MimbleWimble, and they're actually working on that. So we, um, there's an article on Crypto.IQ, and I believe i I talked about it on this radio show, about how MimbleWimble is like a new, unique privacy protocol where you don't have to reveal any sort of like identification information to make a transaction. Like, you don't even need a public key to make a transaction. Like, with Bitcoin, you need your public address, and it's actually pseudo-anonymous because everything's on the blockchain, and then you... Public addresses are used for the transactions. You can see the public address on the blockchain. Memble Wimble is like way more private, and Litecoin's trying to implement this. I'm not exactly sure how that would work because Litecoin's a lot like Bitcoin. It's pseudo anonymous, it's very similar to Bitcoin. But Litecoin's apparently installing privacy technology. So that's one of the theories why Litecoin has rallied so much today. But it's really up 13% today. Litecoin is leading the market today. Like all, all the other major cryptocurrencies are well into the green, too. But Litecoin is really leading the way and might be the reason the entire market is going up at all. Like, Bitcoin's only reacted, like, by 1.5%. Some other cryptocurrencies are up a bit more, as we're about to cover. But Litecoin's the one that's really dragging everything up today. And it has taken the number four spot. It is just ahead of EOS. Like, if Litecoin lets back on this rally a little, and that's often, that's, like, very common. When a cryptocurrency goes up, like, this much, like, 13% in one morning, it usually, like, falls back a bit later in the day or the next day. So maybe it'll go back below EOS. Like, so EOS and Litecoin are going to be competing for that number four spot until Litecoin makes a definitive move upwards beyond where it has already gone. Or EOS makes a definitive move upwards. Well, EOS hasn't really been like moving upwards that much in, uh, since it launched, actually. Um, well, at least in recent months. EOS had a $5 billion ICO, and now it's only at a $2.2 billion markup, so it's worth way less than its ICO price. So let's go through the rest of the market analysis. Ripple is up 1.7 percent. Ethereum is up 3.7 percent. That's welcome relief because it looked like Ethereum was about to slide below $100, and that's a psychological uh, support level. And if it went below 100, it might crash way more because people like, "Wow, Ethereum is double digits again. It's not doing that good." And also, Ethereum has that Constantinople hard fork coming up in about 19 days now. So any amount of upward movement it could have will help. Uh, buffer it when the fork happens, because the fork is going to be filled with anxiety, actually. Uh, The Constantinople fork has failed a couple of times now. It failed first on the testnet in late 2018, and then it failed on the mainnet because there was a critical error discovered. So hopefully the fork goes off without a hitch, so Ethereum doesn't get totally wrecked, because a lot of major cryptocurrencies depend on Ethereum. Like, we can't just lose Ethereum or let Ethereum, like, die out. It doesn't just go down by itself. A lot of other major cryptocurrencies are on the Ethereum blockchain as ERC20 tokens. So Ethereum's at 109 right now, $11.4 billion market cap. Ripple's market cap is still way ahead of Ethereum. Ethereum actually passed Ripple briefly, like maybe about a month ago. But now it's like $900 million behind Ripple. All right, so EOS is up 4%. Uh, Bitcoin Cash is up 3%. And it's at $120, so Bitcoin Cash has been doing poorly since the fork in mid-November. So any sort of rallies is uh, welcome for that community. Tron TRX is up 1.7%, so Tron's not reacting that much today. Tron used to be like the number one bullish pick like about a month ago. It was like going up over 200% while everything else was kind of like steady state or going down. So Tron like jumped up those ranks, but now Tron is like in sideways volatile trading action. Stellar XLM is up 2%. And then Bitcoin SV is up 0.3%. So Bitcoin SV actually had a huge rally like a day or two ago, all by itself. And it's really unclear why exactly that happened. The rally let back a little. Now everything else is going up significantly and Bitcoin SV is barely reacting. Bitcoin SV has honestly just been sliding right down those ranks ever since it was created. in that Bitcoin cash fork in mid November. now it's like at $63, $1.1 billion market cap. Any sort of crash uh, in the crypto market will make Bitcoin SV go below $1 billion market cap, probably. Uh, Cardano ADA is up four and a half percent, so Cardano is doing pretty good today. Monero XMR, the number one privacy coin, is up three point seven percent. IOTA, the number one directed acyclic graph coin, is up three point eight percent. Dash, the number one X11 masternode coin, is up three percent. And then going down the list, well, there's Nem NEM. The article was just posted yesterday. The war on shit coins, uh, Nem, which is uh, the cryptocurrency XEM ZEM. Uh, that deserved a war on shitcoins episode because the Nem Foundation like basically wasted 80 million ZEM and they're asking for another 160 million. They have been sliding really badly uh, over the past year. Like they lost 98 percent of their value and a little more now. Like they've just been sliding, and sliding. But they're still at number 18 on coin Just to show, hey, like a cryptocurrency could be like near the top of coin There's like over 2,000 cryptocurrencies on coin market cap, but it might be very weak and losing like almost all of its value within a year. So it's still at number 18, even though it lost 98% of its value. That just c- kind of shows the state of the crypto space. Like, NEM has plenty of, like, corruption, well, practically money laundering, based on the story. You could read it on Crypto.IQ with the war on shitcoins. And, you know, there they are, still at number 18. And people are still backing them and adamant about NEM for some reason. All right, now going down the list, Dogecoin is up 1.6%. Dogecoin has been doing pretty poorly over the past week, and it's not reacting that much during this rally. But then again, Bitcoin's only up 1.5% itself. So Dogecoin and Bitcoin kind of had the same reaction today. Like, Dogecoin and Bitcoin probably have nothing to do with why the market's are rallying today. It seems to be Litecoin oriented. And then all the other cryptos are kind of just going up too because there's some money flowing into Litecoin. So that's kind of how the crypto space is. It's not really like on the stock market, you could have one stock going up and then like other stocks going down. Like, they could be like independent of each other. And, uh, but in the crypto market, like, The cryptos usually rise with each other and fall with each other. They're not really independent. So that's kind of like what's happening. So Litecoin's dragging everything up today. It's usually Bitcoin that's leading the way. So Bitcoin's not leading the way today, which is kind of rare, actually. But if one major cryptocurrency like Litecoin goes up a lot, all the other ones kind of follow suit. And because of all the cryptocurrencies rallying today, the total crypto market cap is now near $114.5 billion. So that's up quite significantly versus a day ago. It was around $111.5 billion yesterday evening, so it has gained $3 billion, and that's some welcome relief, because yeah, the $100 billion is actually the bear market low, so if it could rise above that, like if we could get this little rally to actually stick, and then it doesn't just like fall back immediately tomorrow, and then there's another little rally, maybe we could start talking about, hey, is the bottom already in, was that the bottom, We need like months and months of actually some upward movement like we're seeing today. Like if we could get like today happening like a few times a week and then it doesn't go down in between. Then we can start talking about, hey, we hit the bottom and now it's going up. See, it's not going to happen like a rapid rally all at once. Like some people think, oh, Bitcoin is just going to rally all at once one day. Well, no. Based on the past bear markets, what happens is it stabilizes. Like you'll hit that bottom and then it'll kind of stabilize for a while and then it starts going up. Little by little, very slowly, and it doesn't even look like much of a rally. But then then it starts going up more consistently, and then it starts really rallying. But that takes months and months and months to progress through all the stages. So having like a little rally like this might be a good sign. It might also be a fluke. We might still be in the depths of the bear market with the bear market lows still to come. So we will just have to wait and see. All right, that's all we have for the market analysis today. One interesting story today is that ICO Bench uh, prepared a report of, like, the ICO activity. And, of course, ICOs have been hit hard by the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC. They've been declared to be illegal, and no ICO has actually been, like, given approval. So, theoretically, ICOs aren't purely illegal, but they have to be approved by the SEC, and the SEC has approved none of them. But, anyways, they're still launching around the world. Apparently, Singapore is the number one country for ICOs, at least in the Q4 2018 And uh, so 594 ICOs were uh, completed in Q4, and that's up from Q3. So it actually rose by like 40 ICOs, apparently. However, the amount of money raised by all the ICOs in Q4 2018 dropped to 1.4 billion. It was 1.8 billion in Q3. So the ICO industry is shrinking, even though the United States is just one country, it has had a tremendous impact on the entire world because the United States actually had like most of the ICO investors in the world, but the SEC had to step in. I really don't blame them because of the way the ICOs were scamming people. Like even the number one ICOs, uh, like the major cryptocurrencies that we have around now because of ICOs, like they lost value compared to their ICO value. So a lot of people were losing lots of money in the United States from ICOs, and the SEC had to step in or they wouldn't be doing their job. That's just like a fact. Uh, but even though it's just the United States that has really made ICOs illegal, maybe there's some other countries, but uh, even with ICOs launching around the world, like Singapore is apparently the hub now. Well, China has banned ICOs too, that's for sure. So China and the United States have banned ICOs, and now ICOs are kind of like an exile. They're on like little island countries around the world or something, like maybe the Cayman Islands, Singapore maybe um bermuda or something like they're basically out there in the ocean at this point that's where you can launch an ico and all the investors are kind of cut off and if an ico was to sell their tokens to a united states investor they put the whole project at risk so yeah the ico funding is declining uh, throughout 2018 and now it's at 1.4 billion dollars per quarter according to this recent data and ethereum's price collapsing uh during 2018 has really hurt icos because icos actually inherently they accept ethereum for their investment via the smart contract that's how the ico runs it's with a smart contract where you deposit ethereum and you get the tokens if you're the investor well the ethereum has just been losing tons of value and while the icos are running like they have to keep their ethereum that would be very bad if they started liquidating it before the icos over and the icos the last months so these icos have been hit hard by ethereum's price crashing and also very powerful regulations in the united states and china and uh as an old-time bitcoiner i think icos could have a good use if the company was like really proper they were like actually being legitimate not just trying to make money uh but they were actually trying to create like a really good product and they took their time to do it icos could be a good thing but actually the icos were abused it feels like every single scammer from the early days of Bitcoin that were stealing like $10 of Dogecoins on PayPal with chargebacks. Like they actually launched an ICO. Like each one of those scammers. That's what it feels like to me. Um, reading all this stuff. It seems like almost all ICOs, um, even the ones that sounded legitimate, were not. So it feels like every scammer had an ICO. And like so the whole ICO model was abused. And it's good. It's going quiet for now. But it's getting less and less. I think it's kind of like the dot-com bubble. The internet bubble back in the 90s had a very similar thing, apparently. I mean, I was a little kid back then, so I don't remember everything perfectly. But apparently, there was lots of companies that were basically, like, they wrote up a paper, like a white paper, and like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And people gave them tons of money, and then they got scammed. And then, you know, the the United States cracked down upon it. The whole industry collapsed. The bubble collapsed. And then the dot-com bubble, that's what it was called. And then later on, we had, like, some really legitimate companies like Amazon, Google, Facebook, so we have like really legitimate companies in the second phase. I think the blockchain industry is going to have that same sort of pattern. Like right now, we saw all the illegitimate ICOs kind of collapse, and then the whole industry, like the, the ICO bubble is definitely deflating at this point. It mostly deflated already, and us so slowly letting out the rest of its air. But then in the future, I think we will have approved ICOs by the SEC, like really major ICOs that are, you know, well-developed, just one at a time, not like a bunch every day. We're just going to have one ICO at a time for like a really good company with really good people and a real plan that will make money. And they'll become big blockchain and crypto firms in the future. So I think it's going to be like the dot combo where we start with a bunch of uh, garbage and then the garbage gets burned up and a lot of people lose money. And then the next phase, we're going to see some real powerful companies arise in this industry. And that's what we need uh, for the crypto industry to really reach the next level. So it's good that it happened this way. It's kind of like a forest fire. Like a forest fire could be looked at as a bad thing because, you know, you can get burned up, God forbid. But a forest fire actually clears away all the garbage in the forest, like all the undergrowth and all the dead stuff. clears it away and then you get new strong trees growing after the forest fire is done. So yeah, whatever happened with the ICO space is like a forest fire. And it was a necessary step to reach the next level where we have really powerful and well-developed blockchain companies That just have, like, there's one ICO at a time, and it's a really major ICO with good backing, good project, good people. So besides this general ICO news, there's also um, some news about Telegram's T-O-N network. I I believe that means Telegram Open Network. So yes, Telegram is launching a cryptocurrency. They already did the ICO, and they raised $1.7 billion all by themselves in 2018 and that kind of shows how things are progressing like i just said in q4 2018 there was 1.4 billion dollars raised by like hundreds of icos well earlier on before like the crackdown really took full effect just one ico telegram raised 1.7 billion dollars so yeah the amount of money being raised by icos is rapidly dropping just to put things in perspective so yeah telegram says they're 90 done whatever that means with um launching their telegram open network and their cryptocurrency and uh I guess we'll see how that goes. A lot of people in the crypto space use Telegram, which is probably why the ICO was so successful. I still don't know why you need anything but Bitcoin. Like, you could actually send Bitcoin through Telegram and just post Bitcoin addresses. But, you know, like, everything was having an ICO. Like, literally everything was having an ICO in, like, 2017 and early 2018 before the crackdown took full effect. Like, any sort of app could have easily launched an ICO. Like, any sort of internet company could have launched an ICO. Any sort of scammer could have launched an ICO. Telegram is probably one of the more legitimate ones. Um, I don't see how this is going like, to be successful, really, but we'll just have to wait and see. I don't want to shoot it down before it's here. But yeah, just put things in perspective, Telegram itself and its ICO raised $1.7 billion. And of course, EOS raised $5 billion. And then in Q4 2018, hundreds of ICOs, like 594 ICOs raised $1.4 So yeah, the ICO industry is shrinking. And like we talked about, it's a good thing. So that's all we have for you today on this February 8th, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show. Go to Crypto.IQ 24-7 for the most important stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. And also, you could join the Crypto.IQ trading desk. This is the best feature we have. If you want to become a top cryptocurrency trader, you could join it, and there's a 14-day free trial right now. You can just try it out for free, and you can actually talk to the Crypto.IQ traders one-on-one. You could see their trades all day long. They're very transparent about their trades, and they've made 249% profit since July in the worst of the bear market because they know how to make money just if there's volatility. It doesn't actually have to be going up. They get short, and if there's any volatility at all, the Crypto.IQ traders can predict the price and make money, and they can teach you how to do it. They'll answer every one of your questions in real time. This is your host Space Marine signing out, I remain in space.